our brain is so powerful. It's all in the power of the mind. So it's like we have the brain, but we also have the mind. So you have the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. And all the power is in the subconscious mind and the programs that we're running from. Hi, friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you are here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to a very, very special episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I am so, so honored to have a very dear friend of mine and my former EFT coach and future once again, Valerie Green. Valerie is a transformational life coach, certified EFT and NLP practitioner. She started her career in Stuttgart, Germany, working closely with the U.S. military community as a certified holistic nutritionist. She's a licensed heart math biofeedback, wow, that was a lot to say, instructor, certified Hatha yoga teacher, and certified life coach. She empowered American soldiers and their families to transform their lives and has helped over 3,000, yes, you heard that right, 3,000 individuals start on their own personal recovery journeys. Now, as a transformational life coach and EFT practitioner, she specializes in helping her clients release trauma, rewrite stories from their past, and remove negative beliefs by rewriting the subconscious mind. This, in turn, produces permanent and life-changing results. After just a few private one-on-one sessions, Valerie has helped her clients double their income, find inner peace and self-love after trauma, and overcome anxiety and depression. I can absolutely attest to all of this because I have worked very close with Valerie, and I am so thrilled to have her on the podcast. Valerie, why don't you say hello? Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm just thrilled to be here, thrilled support and to support you. Yay! I am so happy to finally have you on. I've had this idea for so long, and I don't I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> You're finally doing the damn thing today, and I'm just so honored to have you on. This is so exciting. You guys, Valerie is just such an incredible, incredible human being, and her practice has just had such an incredible impact on my life, and I want to share with you guys a little bit later on our personal EFT work together, but first, Valerie, why don't you tell our listeners what is EFT? All right. Yes. So I guess we will jump right into what EFT is. And EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique or AKA tapping. And it's basically a combination of modern psychology, Chinese medicine, and neuroplasticity. So when it comes to Chinese medicine, it's basically you're tapping on the different meridian points that kind of line up with the different organ systems of the body, very similar to acupuncture mm-hmm. and acupressure. And by mm-hmm. tapping on them, it literally sends a calming signal to the brain um, to relax. And then when it comes to neuroplasticity, that has to do with literally our brain being able to change mm-hmm. and that our brain can grow and change and we can rewire our, our own minds. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's so cool that we can use sort of outside sources of the body to reprogram the inside sources of the body. And how I understand it, like a very basic understanding, kind of using smaller words than what you were just using. <laughs> I'll try to break it down. <laughs> this is a lot of science and yeah. my background is not in that. <laughs> but um, how I understand it is that basically what EFT does, and I am in the I forgot to tell you this, but I'm in like the process of getting my 
practitioner license and like Yay! doing this. <laughs> yes. So how I like to explain it, especially when I'm onboarding like a new client or something, is that when you talk about the neuroplasticity, basically that is when you use EFT, right? It's that you're creating a new neural pathway from the old that mm-hmm. creates these new beliefs, correct? Yeah, basically. So you're I'm trying to get too sciencey too. Uh, but basically, <laughs> when you're tapping, when mm-hmm. you're tapping, it's sending a signal to the same place in the brain called the amygdala that is producing mm-hmm. the fight or flight, fight or flight response. And you're yes. basically giving kind of this contradicting feeling of, right, I thought I'm in fight or flight, but by tapping, it's actually causing a relaxation feeling. And when you interrupt that signal enough, it actually begins to affect the proteins that glue those neurons together Mm. and those neurons that are make up that neural pathway and that that actually begins to break them up to the point that they actually begin to melt away and then new synapses begin to open up and that's actually how you're able to create these new neural pathways wow that's incredible i can't believe that i think something that's so fascinating for me about eft or sort of any of these types of like I guess you'd call them like new age therapy techniques, Mm -hmm. is that I don't think I ever understood how I learned science like as a young child is that our brains can change so much Mm -hmm. even now as fully grown, fully functioning adults. Like we're technically fully matured adults and yet our brains can still change based on memories that we have from when we're two years old. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can actually absolutely change that. And more and more science is proving that. And it's actually a really beautiful thing because it used to be that what you have is is what you got. Mm -hmm. And even (laughs) if there's any type of trauma to the brain or things like that, that unfortunately that's how it goes. But now not even just neuroplasticity of the fact that your brain is actually malleable and can grow and change and actually even certain areas of the brain can grow. Um, But you also have something called neurogenesis, which is actually the production of new little baby neurons Mm. um, pretty much every day. You kind of grow these new neurons. So it's not even just that it's malleable. You're actually growing more neurons in your brain. Oh, my God. That's fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Science has just never been like my thing. But (laughs) when it comes to science of the mindset, I'm all in, all on board. (laughs) Our brain is so powerful. Like it's all in the power of the mind. So it's like we have the brain, Mm -hmm. but we also have the mind. So you have the subconscious Mm -hmm. mind and the conscious mind. And all the power is in the subconscious mind and the programs that we're running from. Yeah. I think something that over the last two years as I've grown so much in my own spiritual and like mindset journey, realizing I don't think I, I might've known this as a younger version of myself, but I probably wasn't certainly not as aware of it as I am now Mm. being that the thought of how, how much truly, like how much true control we have over our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you have and can harness the power to change your thoughts, you can change your life Mm -hmm. and change your perspective on things and the way you handle things or heal things like past traumas and past experiences that shape, you know, current beliefs and values that you have now. And when you change those things, you're adjusting truly who you are at your core, your values change, your beliefs change. And I think Mm -hmm. that EFT is such a honestly simple way Mm -hmm. to harness that power because you do not need to know the science behind EFT to practice it. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So elegantly, eloquently said. <laughs> I love how you said that because it's very interesting because actually 
I didn't really know. And, you know, a mm -hmm. little bit of my story and how I even got into this, if I didn't really know the power of my mind in yeah. um, 2017, 18, something around there, I kind of had, you know, my own like breakdown and mm -hmm. I had, um, you know, basically years of running from past traumas and mm -hmm. different experiences in my life. Like when I was in college, I was in an abusive relationship. And so years mm -hmm. of running from that and avoiding it and, and drinking it away, it kind of all came mm -hmm. to the surface. And I started having symptoms of depression and anxiety, PTSD, insomnia, uh, night sweats. My body was speaking out. I had migraines. I had wow. chaotic thinking. Um, you know, it got super bad and I was really low. And I did that first next step of going to see a therapist. Like, hey, like, mm -hmm. I'm not feeling too hot. Yeah. And, I mean, it was okay, but I knew I could feel better than okay. Yes. And that's when I really learned the power of the mind. And when I got into EFT and I started working with a coach as well and really learning and harnessing the power of my mind and healing those past traumas by addressing the memories. Like that's where it really is. The quality mm -hmm. of our life is by the quality of the memories and the patterns that we're running off of. Yes. And um I couldn't help it. I couldn't help at that moment. I couldn't stop flashbacks on my own. I couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, make it stop until addressing it at the core. So yeah, I just want anybody who's listening to know, like there is, there's hope um, mm -hmm. that you don't have to feel the way that you're feeling forever. Exactly. And I think something that is unique to EFT versus traditional therapy is you can go to therapy and still avoid your deepest issues. <laughs> EFT does not allow for that. Even yeah. if you don't verbally say, this is mm -hmm. what's happened to me, this is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. When you practice EFT to the depths of what you do and like you're, you're literally changing your mind about things and the way you think, those things, the deepest parts of like your trauma and your past will come up and you will have to address them. Absolutely. And I know that that can sound really scary to people because we've spent so much of our lives running from the things that mm -hmm. hurt us the most, the most painful yeah. parts of ourselves. And you can certainly attest to my, you know, journey with that being that, yes, I, I woke up every day fully aware that my brother wasn't physically here on this plane, mm -hmm. but I, I for years refused to address like the deepest part, deepest parts of that pain, mm -hmm. you know, and I, in all of that time I was in therapy you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, and it was helpful, but just kind of like you said, therapy was letting me still survive and yeah. EFT is what gave me the tools to thrive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now I'm just like in a whole different playing field with my emotions and the way I connect to my subconscious mind and the awareness I have of my body and my mind. Hmm. That's so beautifully said yet again. And it's, it's true. I mean, it's both of our stories as well as like therapy's great, but there's kind of this next step. I've worked with so many clients that, you know, after three sessions, uh, mm -hmm. was more powerful than 20 years of therapy because yeah. you get to the roots of the problems. And this is kind of mm -hmm. something that I discuss in even my discovery calls or even with my clients when they're like, how does this really work is we're basically mm -hmm. going after those core memories, experiences, and physical sensations that are the building blocks to that problem. Mm -hmm. And so how I kind of explain is almost like playing emotional Jenga. We're going to go after mm -hmm. the big pieces yeah. until it falls over. Or in even mm -hmm. EFT, I think they actually explain it as like a table. And so you're going to mm -hmm. go after the main supporting significant legs of that problem. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to dress every time you've ever had anxiety. You have to go after the main ones that are supporting that main problem. 
And that's when it's able to collapse and your brain no longer has the neural network to get there. Yep. It doesn't have the GPS. It doesn't have the instructions of how to create that problem anymore. Mm -hmm. Something that like kind of a thought or sentiment that I've been really connecting to lately is I've been studying a lot about kind of the emotions behind shame and how shame mm. is the lowest vibration that we can exist at. And just like with any emotion on the positive or negative spectrum of that, you can correlate every emotion that you feel now back to the very first original time you felt it, right? Mm -hmm. So isn't that like really the essence of what EFT does with mm -hmm. quote negative emotions, right? So go ahead. No, absolutely. So I, I just want to clarify. So I do EFT in my practice, but I also do NLP. So yes. I'm not always coming from clinical um, EFT, but it's more going to be NLP and the languaging of the mm -hmm. brain. So basically everything that we're doing is a skill. Mm -hmm. We have a yes. skill at what we're doing from the very first time we learned how to do that. And it, it, this is because of survival. Like we learned mm -hmm. how to do something because we needed to, it, it, it's, it's encoded to keep us safe. So yeah, everything mm -hmm. that we're doing, we're doing it really well because of the power of the mind and how we've kind of stored those different proofs and references into our brain. It's so fascinating how, how it works. I mean, I just, I think that we don't learn as much science behind the mind when we're growing up and truly understanding, like you said earlier, how malleable the mind and our thoughts mm -hmm. are and how I think people, especially nowadays, people get so stuck in this idea that what you have is just what you've got and it's mm -hmm. where you're at and there's no changing that. Mm -hmm. And I've realized with my own journey and now watching my own clients do it and you know, people I work with and et cetera, that you may be in like the hardest moment of your life now, but it doesn't have to be forever. And right. it doesn't mean that you move on from that moment and just kind of get better, but you can actually heal those moments of your life. 100%. Yeah. Cause once we've, we've processed it, you process mm -hmm. the memories because all the memories are doing is they're encoding, you know, different feelings and sensations and beliefs that you held at that time. Yeah. And when we can release the heavy emotions and we can mm -hmm. actually calm the amygdala center, turn on the prefrontal cortex of your brain, which is the, the cognitive, the thinking, the rational side. And we can go into the memory of like, okay, I was three years old and mm -hmm. I was doing the best I could with what I had. It wasn't my fault. I was three. And yeah. so we can put in those new learnings and those new perceptions. And that's exactly what the brain does. It keeps what it needs and it lets go of the rest. So you can yeah. get those new learnings and those new beliefs. Those, I was a really good kid and I was lovable. And that wasn't mm -hmm. my fault. And then therefore mm -hmm. you're able to believe something completely different. I want to expand more on that idea of like young traumas or mm -hmm. really whenever, I mean, people experience traumas at all ages and they affect us greatly no matter when they happen. But I want to talk about like b the kind of big T traumas. So, mm -hmm. you know, assault, death, things like that. How does EFT work to rewrite like such strong traumas in our lives? How do we, and again, obviously I know the answer to this being that I worked with you on death, but mm -hmm. just sharing with the people that are listening, how EFT works with these like moments of the biggest significant traumas in our lives. So basically EFT is again, it's you're tapping and you're mm -hmm. relaxing the part of that brain of your brain. And the main part it's uh, affecting is the amygdala. And this is this almond shaped little piece in your brain and it's basically activates our fight and our flight mm -hmm. and 
introducing the tapping helps to kind of relax and update those memories. And the part of us that's traumatized is actually the nonverbal part of our brains. It's pre-verbal. Okay. It's basically held in the, if we get a little sciencey here, I'll geek out. Yeah, please. I'll do my best. I'm not a neuroscientist or a doctor, but this is my understanding. That basically no, the, it's the pre-verbal, nonverbal part of our brain in the mid-brain. That's where our amygdala is. Okay. So we have our, um, the brainstem and the hindbrain. So that's, that mm -hmm. was the first, that's like 2.4 billion years old. This is our okay. reptilial wow. part of our brain. You can call that like your inner crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> right? And this is just kind of like our survival. This is survival. When you're, when you're thirsty, you find something to drink. When you're hungry, yep. you eat. When you sleep, you need to go to bed, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you have the midbrain, which is the limbic brain. This is your emotional, the feelings. This is where your, your, um, your amygdala is and your mm -hmm. um, hippocampus. And so that has to okay. do with your, your memories. Um, and then you have the, the frontal lobe, which is your neocortex, your rational thinking. So when I was talking earlier about your prefrontal cortex, that's only about 100,000 years old. Okay. So when traumas have happened, they're encoded into the part of our brain in the midbrain, which okay. there isn't languaging. So if you want to think mm -hmm. of like a dog, a traumatized dog, you can mm -hmm. say to that dog over and over again, Hey, hey, Rover, you're okay. Rover, you're safe. Mm -hmm. Rover, you're safe. Rover, you're okay. You're okay. It doesn't hear that. Here's Rover and blah, 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 Rover and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but when you okay. actually go to pet the dog and it's like, you're safe, you're safe. Ah. And you're petting the dog. It's mm -hmm. actually causing that same stimulation of relaxing. It's actually that part of the brain that is picking up that I'm safe. It's not the words. It's the stimulation. Mm -hmm. It's the same with the tapping. And you're stimulating that part of the brain to relax and to actually tell your body it's not happening now. You're yeah. Safe. You're okay. Yeah. It's over. You survived it. You're here. Mm -hmm. You're here with me right now. It's not happening and you're safe. It's the tapping that's doing that. Mm -hmm. And then what's also doing it is it's a bit of a pattern interrupt. So it's called yes. a kinesthetic pattern interrupt. Mm -hmm. And it's basically breaking the loop and it's breaking the pattern or the conditioning or the programming to that particular problem um, mm -hmm. is also what's going on. So then your brain no longer has the instructions or it's kind of like you're scratching a disc over and over mm -hmm. until it can't play anymore. It's yeah. basically what's happening as well. So it's several different things. Wow, that's so fascinating. I think like with trauma you know, when you break it down that way, I think people, when they experience trauma and then they're unwilling to heal it. And again, of course, always speaking from experience in this aspect, I think the scariest parts that EFT can help keep you in that awareness of it's not happening again, is that people fear that when they try to heal trauma, the understanding is that you have to relive it. Mm -hmm. And that's not really the case, I think, with EFT. You're going into the depths of the emotions that exist with that trauma, mm -hmm. but you're doing it to immediately have a turnaround of healing those emotions. Is that kind of correct? Absolutely, because you're releasing them. And then mm -hmm. we're also changing the pictures and the sounds and yeah. the sensations and the actual memory of how it's being held in in your mind. So mm -hmm. we're, we're not just addressing, you know, just bits and pieces. It's all the different aspects of how that is still reenacting in your body. So the main point I want to say is your body is the mind and your mind is the body. They're not separated. So we're addressing it both ways, right? So you have a feeling in your body and where is that coming from? 
It's coming yeah. from a reference in your brain. And not many people know that we're not really conscious of it. It's kind of like we're walking around with this like feeling in our chest and we're not really mm -hmm. realizing it's coming from a it's some, a program in our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look back at my traumas, especially, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of for the sake of ease, focus on my brother, because that's pretty much what we focused on the whole time when mm -hmm. I was working with you. I realized too that so much of the trauma that I was unwilling to address to begin with wasn't even based in his actual death or the experiences mm -hmm. after. Like there were a lot of things that led up to him passing away that felt really traumatic to me. Mm -hmm. And you know, each week when I do these topics, I the the blog and podcast correspond. And I already wrote the blog for um, EFT. And the example mm -hmm. that I talk about is actually one that you and I focused a lot on. I don't know if you remember, but mm -hmm. a memory that I had that you and I focused so much on was he passed away in March and I was home shortly after I left for school, left for college up here. And it was about six weeks after. So maybe September in between kind of like when I started and Thanksgiving and my brother had gotten his new motorcycle and I went home and he was outside. I remember this so clearly on the driveway cleaning it. And I looked at him and I said, this thing is going to be the death of you. Hmm. And that was something you and I worked on so much mm -hmm. because so much of my trauma was rooted in so much guilt, Yeah, you know, and that was one of the things I have I, I carried for so long. I mm -hmm. never told anyone that story until until you. And right. I just knew like if I really wanted to deal with this trauma, it wasn't just about his death. It was yeah. about the the guilt, the regret, the resentment, mm -hmm. all of the things that went unsaid. Like mm -hmm. there were so many layers to it. And again, I'm just going to stress this like before the actual trauma. And I think that that goes with like we were saying earlier, any trauma because we've experienced those emotions when we're young and then they just kind of get built upon if you consider them, you know, these negative emotions. So my guilt had been building for years and years. Mm. And then the actual like kind of day of the trauma is when that all just exploded. And I think that can be said for so many other things, you know, assault or any other traumas, mm. you know, mm. we've, we've experienced the, those emotions that we resonate so much with the trauma before that the actual trauma itself is just kind of that tipping point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So when it comes to major grief and loss, mm -hmm. the main thing that we hold on to, I mean, there is the the whole um, cycle of, of going through grief and loss. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, we hold on to so much guilt. Yep. And guilt is only a self-tormenting cycle. It's mm -hmm. not serving us in any way. So when I'm working with clients, especially around grief and loss, is those are the main things that I'm going after of where you're holding on to guilt. Where are all the what ifs? Yep. Oh, yep. all the what ifs. Like if I had done this or what if I had done that? I mean, even in, with myself, with the loss of my grandmother, I held on to mm -hmm. a lot. I used to hold on to a lot of guilt around it. So what if I left sooner? What if I got home mm -hmm. sooner? What if yep. I could have been with her? And it was a lot mm -hmm. of like guilt there as well. But mm -hmm. even with like trauma survivors, it's the same thing. It's it's mm -hmm. guilt and it's shame. And I should have yep. done better. And why didn't yep. I fight more? And, you know, things like that when mm -hmm. actually... I know this is kind of different from what you're talking about, but actually our body and our brains protect us by yes. going into this mm -hmm. fawn state of this total yep. collapse because it actually does yeah. keep you from feeling it. It keeps yes. it from hurting worse. Our body's literally keeping us safe and keeping us mm -hmm. alive. So yeah. it's unfortunate that sometimes survivors hold on to a lot of that guilt and mm -hmm. shame when it is not theirs to carry. 
Yeah, that's actually a perfect kind of segue into the other uh, point that I want to talk about with EFT being the physical symptoms, because another thing that you and I worked on so much of was my assault and Mm -hmm. something that I felt so guilty about and so shameful about was that Mm -hmm. I didn't fight back. I felt like I couldn't have a voice in that moment. I didn't scream. I didn't scream Mm -hmm. for help. Like I invited him into my apartment where he assaulted me. So Mm -hmm. I felt so much shame and guilt and annoyance for myself around that being Mm -hmm. like, how could I do this to myself? You know, I'm the one that brought this on myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that shortly after Josh passed away. And so I think that so much of that Mm -hmm. anger and just harboring all of that um, resounded kind of just around that moment in my life. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I started dealing with my assault experience versus my grief trauma, the experiences were so different because I felt the assault trauma in much much more of a physical symptom rather Mm. than an emotional symptom. Like I would get angry and my heart would start to race and I could feel myself shaking. Mm -hmm. So I want, I would love for you to kind of dive more into how EFT releases physical symptoms of, you Mm. know, shameful emotions or negative emotions. Mm. Well, it's the same kind of thing as our body is the mind and our mind Mm -hmm. is the body. And Unfortunately, kind of going back to what I said, like trauma is encoded in those parts of the brain that don't have languaging and it actually gets trapped in our nervous system. And so that's really what we're addressing, that sometimes there's not even like a memory because our subconscious Mm -hmm. mind is keeping us safe and there's no reason for your conscious mind to know that or to remember that. But when you actually are having physical symptoms, that is in itself a memory. It's in the subconscious and there's a knowing. And so that's necessarily what we are addressing of those knowings. Like how, like, how do you know that you're having this feeling? And it can mm-hmm. just be like, because my heart is racing and it makes me feel a certain way and makes me angry. And those are what we would go after those main um, emotions, physical sensations and beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't even begin to express to you guys that are listening, like how EFT has helped change my life. And I, pinpoint this on the blog as well, but I definitely want to stress this with Valerie that I know that this conversation probably sounds completely overwhelming and the idea of, you know, rewriting your trauma and dealing with your trauma in itself is just like this monumental step to take. And that's why people like Valerie exist to help you and guide (laughs) you along these journeys. And it doesn't have to be wildly scary. I, I remember when I started with you that I was in a place in my life where, you know, I was kind of already leaning into this work and leaning into a lot of my own healing. And just honestly, the biggest step for me was just admitting that all of this was there. You know, Mm -hmm. I refused to believe that what I was feeling was trauma and was grief and was Mm -hmm. all of these other emotions. And when I finally just like let myself believe these things Mm. and admit these things to myself – I opened the floodgates for just Mm. relief. Like I finally believed it's okay to feel these things and it's okay to heal them. And I think that that's what like led me to work with you. Mm. Well, a hundred percent. I can actually, I agree. You know, I can attest to that as well of like years running from mine Mm -hmm. years, just like not addressing. I'm good. I'm good. Suppressing it, pushing it down. All is good. I'm just going to drink a little bit. I'm going to numb it a little bit. I'm going to, you know, nothing's going on. It's all good. Life's good and escaping and avoiding. And it's kind of like you hiding food under the floor. Yeah. It's going (laughs) to fester and come up at some point. (laughs) And so it it does take a lot of bravery and it does take Mm -hmm. a lot of courage, which is why I say to every single one of my clients and you included, I know I've said this to you of how proud I am of you for your courage to 
address these past hurts and to mm -hmm. let them go and to allow the life that you're supposed to be living to yeah. come through. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, I've said this on this podcast before to um, everyone who's listening, who's been here from the beginning or middle or end or wherever you're at, you know, people who show up for this kind of learning are already, I think, ready, willing, and able to do this work. It's just kind of, you know, the question of how, how do I start this? How do I even like kind of, if you're doing this on your own, easing your way into it. And I think starting with conversations like these, knowing that despite the fact that it is, it, you're thinking of it as such an uphill battle and potentially climb, climbing that like 180 degree straight angle, you're beginning, you're, you're doing it and mm -hmm. giving yourself that safe space, I think is the most important part to knowing that it's okay to feel these things. It's okay to feel anger, grief, resentment, guilt, shame, everything. It's okay to feel those things because to heal that you need to understand what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And, and with that, it, you just have to feel to heal, but yeah. you don't need to get stuck in it, right? We don't yes. need to get stuck in our sadness, deep sadness and, exactly. and depression. And, you know, yeah. we don't need to get stuck in these heavy emotions. Mm -hmm. We can just feel them, heal them and release them. Yeah. And I think that that's what the big difference is between EFT and traditional therapy being that, mm -hmm. like I said, people can lie in therapy. You show up <laughs> and you're like, you, you don't want to face those, you know, so-called skeletons in your closet. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, you know, walk your way around them and you walk out thinking, okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but you're not an EFT just very subtly over time, or, you know, you can dive right into it. It just brings all of that up. But then that's the big difference is people think that if they do bring those things up in therapy, they are going to get stuck in it because therapy is much more of a long-term healing mm. journey, long form healing journey. Whereas mm. if in EFT, you know, you're sitting in those deep, dark emotions for just a few seconds and then you're mm. tapping them away and changing mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember leaving therapy still crying and I yes. always like promise my clients is like, I will do my best that during yeah. these two hours, you know, I'm going to walk you through at the very end. Uh, we're going to always end on a really nice relaxation technique, yeah. a bunch of other things, you know how it goes. Um, I only ever walked out of our sessions just utterly and completely exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to nap for four days. <laughs> Yeah, your brain did a lot of work. We worked on a it lot does. of programs and rewrote old stories and released yeah. a lot of heavy emotions and, mm -hmm. you know, implanted what you did one, how you'd rather feel and where you'd rather yeah. be in your life. Yes. Oh, I love this. This is just, it's bringing all the <laughs> happiness back. Oh, this is great. Okay. So both Valerie and I pulled our followers on Instagram and you guys sent us a lot of really fantastic questions. So I want to hit some of these just kind of more um, in tune, in-depth EFT questions. Mm -hmm. So how does clearing limiting beliefs, so clearing these with EFT, change our circumstances, our outside world? So that's a really good question. So I would say by addressing our limiting beliefs has a lot to do with like addressing obviously our memories and what we're holding within. And the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the memories that you hold within. I love that. Oh, that's like one of my favorite quotes too. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of your thoughts. Yeah. I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think like, again, kind of everyone in this conversation knows your outside world is always a reflection of what's within. So if you're, 100%. you know, if you're thinking positively, you're mm -hmm. going to see the sun shining brighter. You're going to see right. smiles on people's faces a bit bigger, you mm -hmm. know, and if you're walking around dark, depressed and full of anger, you mm -hmm. know, 
the the sun will not be shining that day. <laughs> right. I mean, that brings up like two different things. It's like what you focus on, you find more of because if we have mm-hmm. a reticular activating system and it's a little hound dog and, it, you know, whatever you tell it to look for, it's going to find more of. Absolutely. So looking for a Jeep Wrangler or something, you're going to see a whole bunch of red Jeep Wranglers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then also like the function of your mind, especially the subconscious mind, um, it's basically to create coherency between the programs you're running or the limited beliefs that you have running. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy and bring them into your reality. That's what mm-hmm. our brain is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And on that limiting beliefs now, I want, let, I would love to talk more about EFT as this like use for not just trauma. EFT is mm-hmm. used for everything, right? Oh, yeah. So I got some questions and I know you did too about like money blocks or mm. career blocks or up leveling in the sense of, you know, kind of just changing your, again, pers- outside perspective. So how is EFT or like what is the best uses of EFT or just kind of explain the EFT around, you know, kind of things like that, that aren't based in trauma? Yeah. I mean, like I said, like our, our subconscious mind is basically like playing out the programs that we have running. And mm-hmm. if we have beliefs around money of money being the root of all evil or you know money being bad, then that's exactly what's going to play out in our reality. And we're going to push money away. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. If we're not feeling good enough, we're going to self-sabotage ourselves all the time. Um, so that's, I hope that answers that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then the other questions that I definitely want to hit on are the actual tapping itself. So mm-hmm. I would love to go over the tapping with you sure. and, um, for people that, don't know how to do this or have never done this and what kind of want to lean into it, um, going over like common affirmations they can say or mm-hmm. the common uses they can do during EFT on their own. Mm. So the easiest thing I want to say is, um, is like a little acronym. It's called KISS and it's just keep it simple, sweetie. Ooh, I love that. All you have to say, I got that from my mentor. I love it. <laughs> and it's basically all you have to say is let it go. Or I'm safe. And again, I'm not going off of clinical EFT. I'm doing a different type when that's more linked with, it's quicker, basically. Mm-hmm. But basically, all you have to do is when you're tapping on the different meridian points that we're going to go over in just a moment is just say, let it go. It's mm-hmm. safe to let it go. And I'm safe. That's it. Yeah. Love that. So um, I guess if anybody, want, or we want to kind of have them tap along or. We yeah. Yeah. Let's point? do a little tap sesh. Okay. So I guess just bring to mind something that might begin to just kind of think what might be kind of coming up that's bothering you that you something little let's leave big stuff for sessions yeah <laughs> <laughs> something little a roommate left a sock on the floor you feel a little nervous about something whatever it is just notice it just notice it's bothering you and just kind of give it a rating between zero and ten. Zero it means it doesn't bother you and ten means it's it's really strong you got it so do you have something in mind you want to work on I do. Okay. And just give it a rating zero to 10. Got it. Got it. Okay. Good woman. And all we're going to do, we're going to tap between the eyebrows right by the nose. So the tapping points up between the eyes and just say, let it go. I let it go. Good job. Next to your eye and just say, let it go. I let it go. Under your eye on the cheekbones. It's safe to let it go. It is safe to let this go. Yeah. And on a little right below your collarbone and just say, I'm safe. I am safe. And it's safe to let this go. And it is safe to let this go. Good woman. And just grab your wrist, deep breath in, gently blow out and say peace. Peace. Good woman. And with your eyes still closed, I just want you to go over to like your favorite vacation or just your favorite place in nature. Make it really good, really real. Really be there. 
Yay. Good woman. Grab your wrist, deep breath in. Gently blow out. And peace. Peace. Good job. I wish you guys could see us right now because I have the biggest <laughs> smile on my face. Oh, this brings back so many amazing memories of working with Valerie. I love this. Oh, same here. Well, good woman. So I'm going to have you check it again. So go yes. back and check what you're working on. Notice it's changing. And zero to 10, how strong is it now? It was a six. It's like a three now. Okay, good job. So hopefully others that were listening kind of notice a similar shift. I mean, we can do another round if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, good. So just notice it's a three. And how do you know it's a three? Just notice that picture, a sound, a feeling, a sensation. Good job. And just start tapping between the eyes. I release and let it go. I release and let it go. Yep. Next to your eye, it's safe to let it go. It is safe to let it go. Yep. On your eye, on your cheekbone. I'm safe. I am safe. Yep. One on your chest, under your collarbone. And it's safe to let it go. And it is safe to let it go. Good job. Grab your wrist. Deep breath in. Jump out. Blow it all away. And say peace. Peace. Good woman with your eyes still closed. Good job. And go ahead over to your favorite place in nature, your favorite holiday. I think yours was the beach. Yeah, maybe with a Chardonnay in your hand. Good job. Oh, yeah. yeah, good woman. Grab your wrist, deep breath in. And gently blow out. And peace. Peace. Yay. Oh, I love something that – um. I think about all the time that you and I practice a lot in our EFT that I want you to elaborate on because mm -hmm. it's something that has resonated with me so much and has become a very special healing moment or technique in my life mm -hmm. is when you express to me about thinking as these difficult parts of myself as a young child and what mm -hmm. I would say to a kid. And mm -hmm. I just want you to talk a little bit about that because I think that is such a powerful powerful way to have so much more compassion for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. So yeah, definitely in sessions we work on, you know, inner child healing, mm -hmm. kind of reparenting, because once we've kind of worked through different things and you're mm -hmm. able to kind of see the lessons learned or this new perspective, you can mm -hmm. have this new understanding and this new compassion towards yourself that you were doing the best you could with what you had at that time. And then you're able to really lovingly kind of forgive yourself or even that person that mm -hmm. had hurt you in the past. And, you know, we are all of the actors in our minds. We're the producer, mm -hmm. we're the director, we're the actors. And however we're holding someone else in our mind or how we're even holding ourselves in our mind, it's actually how we're feeling about ourselves. Mm. So if we're wow. thinking of all oh, that poor you, or the, you know, so mad at her, da -da 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 -da, mm -hmm. we're actually feeling that about ourselves. Yeah. Like she was so, so stupid. She should have known better. Yeah. Da -da -da. We're actually feeling that about us right here, right yeah. now. But when we can hold better pictures in our minds, we can say nicer things to ourselves. Then there really comes that deep um, compassion, that understanding, and then comes forgiveness and really being able to let it go because forgiveness is for us. Ugh. It's never for anybody else. I love that. I would love for you to, I want, I want to end on this. I actually didn't even think about talking about this, but you just gave me the idea. Um, EFT, I think is also, it's powerful in every form and in, in, in everything you use it for. But using EFT as a form of practicing forgiveness for other people. And again, mm. like you said, not literally expressing this forgiveness or forgiving their actions or for even forgetting their actions, mm. but forgiving it so you can move on. I mm. would love for you to talk more about that because 
I know, again, something else you and I worked on was a major piece of anger and resentment I held towards another person that Mm -hmm. was most certainly affecting the way I showed up for myself in my life. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it goes back to like how you're holding them in in your mind. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you know you're mad at them, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because of a particular fight of memory. So we would address Mm -hmm. something like that, tap it down and know that maybe they were doing the best they could with what they Mm -hmm. had. Maybe they loved you the best they could. They loved you the way they loved themselves. They loved you the way they were loved. And they can't output something that they haven't had inputted. Oh my God, you're blowing my mind. So usually like (laughs) hurt people hurt people, right? That's what they have installed into their programming. Like that's what they saw is okay. And then Mm -hmm. therefore they're outputting that and they're doing the best they can with what they have. Mm -hmm. And therefore when we can kind of see that from a different perspective, tap down the heavy emotions of anger and resentment Mm -hmm. um, and able to see them as a small child, that they, as a small child, downloaded those programs from their family members, society, whoever else is around them. And they're still operating as that tiny little kid in these big people clothing. Yes. They're doing what, the best they can with what they have. And when we kind of have that new understanding, it doesn't mean what they did is okay. Mm-hmm. But it means it opens up that door ever so slightly for mm-hmm. a little bit of compassion, a little yes. bit of understanding, and then forgiveness. Because... Yes. Holding on to resentment and angry t- anger towards someone else is like drinking poison in hopes that they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God, that's such a good metaphor. It's like literally sending these cascades of, um, yeah. of um, chemical responses in our body because when we're getting mm-hmm. angry and we're getting resentful, we're literally making those chemical patterns in our body. We're not poisoning yeah. them, we're poisoning yeah. us. So in order to let that go, tapping releases the heavy emotions, allows those new reflections in, and in order to really let it go for you, not them. Yeah. I think that's a really good point to stress too, is that, oh my God, it's raining and it looks like it was snow. I thought it was snowing for a second. That was terrifying. I was like, oh my God, it's May. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we got a little bit of snow in April, then not again in May. Anyways. (laughs) Stressing that using EFT as a way to help yourself forgive these emotions. I think just knowing that you're not practicing forgiveness just for them, or again, like you said, validating their actions or saying that it was okay. But I think just knowing how to forgive past actions or past Mm. experiences so that you can move forward Mm. is such a powerful healing and awareness technique, you know, knowing what affects you so greatly what you and I worked on was a former friendship and it was when I started, you know, my own, when really when I started LaRue and kind of just going through every emotion and dealing with a lot, I could not even begin to think about forgiving this person and forgiving mm-hmm. their actions in my life. And I was still holding on to so much anger because I think the way I looked at it was that even though the experience of it all was months before, you know, months ago, as I'm working on this, I was still letting it affect everything about me. And Mm. it was making me a negative, angry person and someone I wasn't proud of. But again, now sitting here talking about it, I can look back at the version of myself that existed in that friendship and the version of myself still harboring that anger and have compassion for them, knowing that I've practiced forgiveness with that person so that I can show up as the version of myself I am right now. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with them. It just lets me be a better person for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, I hope that this has been an incredibly, incredibly enlightening episode. I hope that you guys can see how truly, truly powerful EFT is. And if you're thinking about practicing this, 
Obviously, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to Valerie. (laughs) She has been an extraordinary presence in my life. I think I signed up for when I originally worked with you. I think I did what, like eight sessions maybe? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Eight or ten maybe. Mm -hmm. And if I haven't stressed this to you guys enough, which I'm pretty sure I have, (laughs) the amount of grief I was holding on to with my brother was enormous. It felt like the entire weight of the world was sitting on my shoulders. And I can very, very confidently say to you guys that Valerie helped me heal all of that. I no Mm -hmm. longer feel any guilt, any regret, any resentment, anything negative towards my brother. And I can hold such a beautiful space for him in my life now. And he is such a big inspiration behind every every moment of my business and every moment of my life. And Valerie helped me see that different perspective. And if I ever do feel those emotions creeping up, Valerie also gave me the tools to continue to heal them. You know, I can I know how to practice EFT on my own. And if you guys are interested in healing <laughs> the deepest parts of your soul, <laughs> Valerie is the person to go to. Oh, thank you so much, Lauren. It was such an honor to be able to hold that space for you in order for you to heal and transform your own life. I was just yes. facilitating it and you were doing it. So I'm beyond proud of you, of your courage. And I'm so proud of to see where you are today. And I'm just so thrilled to see you just thriving in everything that you're doing. I just love thank you dearly. You. Oh, all right. Well, I love Valerie dearly as always. All of her information, her Instagram, booking page, anything you want, anything under the sun will be in the show notes. Valerie, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with the listeners so much more in-depth information about EFT. You are absolutely wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It was amazing. Yes. All right. You guys know the spiel. I love you all so dearly, and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.